Straight to the point, it's a very stereotypical answer, but I feel like any girl out there who's friends with guys as opposed to girls can be a little bit more slutty. Um, I just think that on top of that, they're just not trustworthy and or they don't take relationships with women seriously and they're very candid about displaying it. So if they're not willing to get close to me, I don't want to get close to them. The year was 2006, and I was a sophomore at the University of Florida. I was hanging out with my crush and his friends in the sweaty dorm that they shared across campus. And as they were writing raps and playing video games, one of the guys made a passive remark about women and their silly interests. He then turned his attention to me and asked if I was into those kinds of things. With a straight face, I said those five classic words that now make me cringe. I'm not like other girls. I was hell-bent on making them understand that I was different, special. I was interesting and drama-free. And the only way I knew how to communicate that was to highlight the negative traits and habits of women and to then emphasize how unlike them I was. The following year, I even started a band. And as the lead singer, I only wanted male musicians behind me on stage. I liked the girl-only aesthetic and being the only somehow gradually became a part of my identity. Now fast forward to 2022 and I host a podcast helping women to create and nurture better female friendships. The irony, huh? Today we're talking about guys girls, but it's not the kind of conversation you might expect. Earlier this week, I went on social media and I asked women who describe themselves as guys girls to explain the reason for preferring the companionship of men over that of women. The answers were varied and multifaceted. And some of those women even left me voice notes, which I'm going to share with you today so you can hear it straight from them. And let me be clear, this is my objective. I want to help heal the divide between self-proclaimed guys girls and girls girls. Because, and this is the first time I've kind of really talked about this openly, I have changed my opinion after reading the research on this subject. Now, in my book titled Fighting for Our Friendships, which is out in 2024, I explore this with a little more depth, but I want to share just a few tidbits with you now. And after reading research from Dr. Hannah Bradshaw, I learned that the relationship between guys, girls, and girls, girls is bi-directional. Women who seek the company of men tend to do it for safety, for refuge, for protection from what they deem as a hostile environment among women. But women, upon seeing these girls go to men, tend to treat them in a hostile way. Do you see how that cycle becomes kind of unproductive? They leave because they say we pick on them, and then we pick on them because we see them among men and draw certain interpretations of that choice. It's just really interesting, and it made me kind of think about the reasonings, the feelings on both sides. So what I'm going to do is count down the top four reasons that women have shared with me about why they prefer the companionship of men to women. So buckle up, because it's about time that we explore this conversation with a little more nuance. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, I got you. I'm your host, Danielle Byer-Jackson, a friendship coach, speaker, and author. And when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding female friendship, I am here to help you through it. Hi, Danielle. I saw your story about guys, girls, so I wanted to give my two cents. Um, 
in high school, I was a guy's girl, but it was after a couple of years of really toxic female friendships where girls were really mean and like really hurt my feelings and said a lot of things that, um, like I still think about sometimes, um, just to be mean to me and hurtful when I thought that they were my friends. Of course, like being friends with guys like that circulated more rumors. So then it was sort of like a, what's my ulterior motive? Am I trying to like be friends with guys that are dating these other girls? And then once I went to college and formed new friendships, I was ready to um, like invest in more female friendships again and um, sort of give that another try. And it worked out much better because, you know, you're kind of out of that age of drama. So that's my story. Now, before we look at the top four reasons that women have shared with me about why they prefer the companionship of men to women, I think it's critical we get on the same page about how we're using the term guys, girls, because depending on who you ask, the core of the definition is the same, but I think it has certain connotations for some people. So let's make a distinction that I think might be important before we move forward. Now, objectively, the term guys, girls typically refers to a woman who sees herself as one of the guys. Now, for some people, that simply refers to a girl who maybe shares interests and is a more like a non-frilly kind of person, and she's typically in male company. For others, it also goes the extra mile, and it describes that woman, but she is not only just in male company, but also actively disliking female company. It's kind of like saying, and this is a horrible parallel, but it's kind of like saying you're a dog person because you just really like dogs. Like you feel like you're a kindred spirit, like with dogs, you know? But then there are those who not only are dog people, but they actively hate cats and their personality becomes hating cats. And so they go to dogs because they hate cats so much. So I'd argue that maybe the degree to which a woman's preference of male companionship is rooted in a distaste for women is something that's worth kind of noting before we move forward and how we unpack this. You with me? So if you're a girl's girl, I hope that the content in today's episode helps you to understand the other side. If you're a guy's girl, my hope for you is that you feel seen in some of what we're talking about, but that you also feel challenged to look at some of maybe the hostility or mistrust or cynicism or aversions that you hold toward other women. And I hope that some of these insights at least soften some of those sentiments. Okay, cheers to nuance. Yay. All right, here we go. Here are the top four reasons women have shared with me for why they prefer the company of men to women. And let's share them TRL 106 and Park style. Okay, counting down from number four to number one. So reason number four, they have the same interests or vibe. Let me play a voice note for you from one of our listeners who shares this idea. So I don't necessarily consider myself a guy's girl, but my entire life, a large majority of my friends have been men. Um, and as I've gotten older and kind of dug into it, um, I definitely have very masculine dominating energy. Um, I'm a sensitive person at my core, but to those who are just meeting me or don't really know me, I can come across very brash, very harsh. Um, and so I think it takes a very special type of, of woman to be friends with me. And I'm not someone who is going to cater, I guess, to to try to lessen myself because of someone else or, or to make them feel my feel like they're my friend or become my friend. 
And so naturally, because of that, a lot of my friends have, have just been men. Um, a lot of my like hobbies and interests, like I like sneakers. I like a lot of hip hop music. Like a lot of the things that make me, me are very masculine dominant type traits. And I think that a lot of times I probably tend to scare women off. Now, research shows that we tend to like people who are like us and that we get along best when we have perceived similarities. So regardless of the fact of whether or not we actually are similar, if we perceive similarity, then we have more closeness. So if a woman has traditionally, stereotypically male interests like sneakers or sports or cars or whatever else she might find herself enjoying, then she might enjoy it when she's in the company of those who share her interests, just factually speaking. And if she's deeply engaged in these kinds of hobbies, then yes, it's highly likely that she might find herself among mostly men. Again, these are stereotypically male interests. We know that there are women who are car enthusiasts and athletes and all that, okay? But the point here is that if you want to engage in certain activities that bring you joy and those spaces happen to be male-dominated, then logically, yes, you'd be among mostly men. When I was in college, I definitely was considered a guy's girl. I um, had far more male friends than I did female friends, but most of my female friends were friends from my childhood and um, we were really tight. So it wasn't a conflict or an issue in that way. Um, For some unknown reason, I feel like it was because we had shared interests. I was heavily into sports, football, basketball, tennis, golf, you name it. I knew about it statistically. Um, was up to date on players, could have been my own little ESPN show, and it was just a common thread that we shared. Now, if a woman believes she cannot relate to women for whatever reason, I could see how she'd begin to, over time, seek male companionship. I also know that what we expect typically determines how we engage. So I think it's worth noting that if over time I'm, I've told myself that I don't have much in common with women, that I can't relate to them, that they don't get me, I wonder how much of that idea determines the way that I engage with them. If I become less involved in the conversation, if I'm less inclined to bring a more exploratory approach to our conversation, if I don't believe that we're going to share anything in common. And then it kind of becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You see what I'm saying? So yes, sharing interests in, a, in common with guys. So yeah, sharing interest is a common reason that guys, girls cite for why they're often among, if not preferring, the company of men. Reason number three that women offer for why they prefer male companionship is that men are more logical and women are so emotional. And this is this is just a pet theory of mine that I think that Women who mostly only have male friends, and especially women who like look down on female friends, are women who are not comfortable sharing their emotions. Because in my experience, generally female friendships involve more sharing and more emotions and more accountability and more conflict. And being a woman who's friends with a lot of men involves less of that. And it's like less intimate. So that's a little pet theory too. Now we're speaking generally here, yes, but 
There is a language, a dance that women do when we come together. And if there's a woman who feels like she never learned the language, she never learned how to do that dance for whatever reason, maybe she grew up with mostly brothers, maybe she has been in spaces where she never learned some of the ethos and codes and tendencies that are common among women, then she might feel like a fish out of water. Or perhaps she's had an experience where she feels she said or did the wrong thing and her female friends withdrew or judged her or misunderstood her and she was then penalized for it without understanding exactly what happened. Maybe that woman does crave a little more directness or language in conversation that just functions in a way that's a little bit different. I've read a lot of work by Deborah Tannen, who is a very popular sociolinguist, and she breaks down a lot of the differences between men and women's language. And yes, there are differences in the way that we tend to communicate. Everything from the way that we interject to the kinds of details we share to how we demonstrate that we're listening. Much of that is because women, yes, I'm generalizing, center feelings. How might the other woman feel if I do or don't say something, for example? And to be clear, emotional is not synonymous with irrational, just to clarify. Some of you might remember the episode that we had with Dr. Tracy Alloway, who is a psychologist focusing on women's brains. And in her book, Think Like a Girl, she talks about the misconceptions surrounding women's brains, specifically with us being, quote unquote, too emotional. The implication here that we can't operate with reason, but it's not that we're clouded by a hyper-focus on feelings, but it's that when we make decisions, we tend to prioritize reducing harm meaning we make choices that will cause the least amount of harm. But yes, we are often being vulnerable in our conversations and open and discussing other people's lives and not in a negative gossipy way, but in more of like a sociological way, like who's doing what and why. And perhaps some women don't want to or can't engage in that way. And I'll leave it up to mental health professionals to break all that down. I just think it's worth noting just in general. One of our listeners describes it this way. I think certain women prefer to be quote unquote guys, girls, because they don't have to necessarily get as vulnerable in those relationships with guys. And so they're less likely to be rejected or rejected on like this deep, deep level. Um, My relationships with girls are always like completely open book. Here's all my trauma. What's your trauma? Let's bond over this. Whereas my relationships with guy friends, it's just like, yo, what's up? Let's watch a game. Let's like talk about sports. What what are we cooking tonight? It's really surface level. And so um, you're not going to feel if you get rejected, it's not going to hurt as much necessarily. Whereas my breakups with girls are like, ridiculously hard, way harder than romantic breakups. Interesting, right? Okay. The number two reason that women often offer me for why they prefer to be a guy's girl is because, quote, I feel like I can be myself. Now, this one's pretty broad and subjective, and it changes from woman to woman. It means so many things. Objectively, the thought here is that guys, girls are saying they feel more relaxed, that they don't have to think or calculate or perform when they're with men. And I get that. Who wants to be in a space where you feel like you're always on or where you are measuring your words or second guessing your actions? That makes total sense to me. Everyone deserves to be uh, among that kind of comfort, right? But I will say, 
I get curious here as to exactly what self they feel they can show and whether that discomfort is self-imposed or if it truly is coming from an external pressure when among women. We had, okay, so I unconsciously had more male friends than female friends for a period of my life. And I think it's because my sister cut herself out of my family and it really, really, really hurt me. And I think I thought if I got close to other women, they would leave or they would kind of like require me to do lots of emotional caretaking for them like my sister did. And being friends with boys or men felt like the safer choice. And that's not true for me anymore, but it definitely was for a period of time. Now, I don't speak too much on my personal life, um, which I'm working on. I'm working on being more open on this platform. It's always because I, I feel like as a coach, you know, it's about you. It's not about me. It's about you. Um, but sometimes I understand that it also helps to kind of like humanize this this experience and this show. So I want to share my personal experience here, if you don't mind. When I was in college, I felt safe in the company of men. But why did I feel unsafe with women? Now, I haven't really experienced personally any kind of traumatic, horrific bullying from other girls, fortunately. Now, sure, I've had a girl corner me in the bathroom in sixth grade and threaten to punch me if I didn't stop looking at her boyfriend, which I don't think I ever did. And sure, there was a, a group of sisters at my church who laughed whenever I walked by and made fun of the way I dressed for years. Sure, okay. But there was something about women just generally that made me uncomfortable. Rather, how I felt around women. And it was because I had a certain idea of womanhood and I felt I didn't live up to that definition, that self-prescribed ideal. So for example, in college, I thought of women as graceful and feminine and put together and smart. And I had all positive things to say about women, but I just didn't think I was any of those things. Among men, I didn't have to be reminded of the ways in which I fell short. I didn't have to look at the ways that I didn't measure up. I could just be. When I was around women, I felt an uncomfortable juxtaposition. I felt that they could see how I wasn't comfortable in my skin and my femininity, that I wasn't sure of myself, that I wasn't as cool or smart as graceful. But I didn't have to worry about being exposed in those ways with male among men. Now I understand that womanhood is whatever I want it to be. And now for me, it means being strong, being loyal, being uh, nurturing. And I am all those things. So I feel more comfortable in women's company. Think about it. However you interpret a certain group to be determines how you engage with them. And if the premise of womanhood for me was something that was so out of reach and unattainable, something I felt like I would never embody or satisfy, why would I want to be constantly reminded of my inadequacy? It was a me thing. It was a matter of not measuring up to other women. I didn't really start changing my tune until I was a few years out of college and I was um, a teacher. I was in my second year as a high school English teacher and we were studying Pygmalion. And one of the exercises I had them do was to define 
a lady? Like when they hear the word lady, what characteristics do you think of? And if you're familiar with Pygmalion, you understand why, right? They're turning her into a lady, quote unquote. And so, you know, we went around the classroom and I'm asking people, okay, what are your thoughts? Ooh, what comes to mind for you? And I called on one student. She was kind of what you would traditionally think of as a tomboy. And I asked her, okay, you know, what do you have on your paper? What do you think of when you think of a lady? And she said, honestly, you. And I mean, if I could blush, I think I would have, but I just was like, oh, okay, okay. And I remember thinking, wow, she sees me that way because I don't see myself as a graceful lady, but it totally, I think it did something to me mentally to see that someone didn't see a strange, awkward, insecure girl. And for the first time, I was seeing myself through someone else's eyes. Okay, here we go. The number one reason why guys, girls say they prefer the company of men is, drumroll please, women are too competitive. Or some variation of that statement. Women are too catty, untrustworthy. Women are too much drama. Insert uh, negative interpretation here. You saw that coming, didn't you? I definitely used to consider myself a guy's girl. And looking back at this, It was that I surrounded myself with disrespectful men and thought it was totally cool to also lower myself and talk about women the way they did. And it really disgusts me now when I look back because I'm like, why did I want guys around me all the time? And we always went towards the, it's a catty girls world. We don't want to be around the girls being catty. But to be honest, it was all, we all were insecure. Okay. So let's, so let's break this down. Let's talk about the competitive part first. Let's be clear, all humans compete. If we didn't, we wouldn't have survived. We compete for resources. We try our best to take what we can get to to keep advancing in this life. We also compete in the sense that we look to others to determine what's normal and then to determine standards of success and that motivates us to do even better. Yes, that's a thing. And it's not exclusive to anyone's sex or gender. But I understand here, yes, that these women might be saying that they suspect that other women can't genuinely be their friend because they'll always be secretly competing. And while there may be those who are actively, consistently jealous and competitive, I don't know that it's totally fair to put the generalization on everyone and just see that as kind of like the default. But again, it's kind of what we said as we explored reason number four. Think about how a constant suspicion of jealousy or competition determines how you engage and if it at some point becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If I've trained my radar, my algorithm to detect words or behavior consistent with what I qualify as competition, am I more likely to register those things than I would be otherwise? And if some of your friendships have turned out this way, that's one thing. It certainly happens for sure. But I'd be curious about those women who say their entire friendship history consists of woman after woman who wanted nothing more than to compete with her. Here's a thought from one of our listeners. Now, when it comes to drama, I think many of us conjure images of Real Housewives reunions of, I don't know what city, pick a city, Potomac, Beverly Hills, Atlanta, doesn't matter. (laughs) You know, we picture these women who are glammed up, looking regal and magnificent, only to be concealing claws and daggers between their teeth. And I get it. Uh, But I often hear friendship expert Shasta Nelson say this. She says that drama in any relationship, in a close relationship, is inevitable. 
because it literally refers to the ups and downs of life. There is drama to be had among the living. And yes, unnecessary provocation, instigation, overreacting, you know, gossip. No, that's not healthy. And having had male friends, let me tell you, girl, (laughs) I have seen a lot of that among men as well. Maybe it looks different to the untrained eye, but the pot stirring, the duplicity, I have seen that as well, which lets me know that those traits, those behaviors are not exclusive to women. And there are mountains of research that points to women's friendships as being more intimate than men's. Even some men, when questioned, say they prefer the company of women because they feel like they can be their full selves, that they can relax from the performing that so often occurs and comes with, you know, having to maintain a certain sense of masculinity among other men, that they want to open up about something uh, more meaningful or significant or feelings-based or vulnerable, but because they feel restricted by cultural norms or because they've had their attempts to talk about something deeper, not well-received, they feel like they can't relax into their full selves, which I just think is interesting to note. And while I totally see how there are women who are reluctant to trust other women, uh, to relax with them, to allow themselves to really be seen by them, there is also so much love to be had on the other side. I enjoy my male friendships very much, but I have to tell you, there's nothing like being loved on by another woman. And you know how I know? Because Some self-proclaimed guys' girls come to me for coaching sessions. They want to make friends with other women. They want to be comfortable around them. They want to know how to position themselves to connect with other women. They want to know what they're doing wrong. They long for the company of women. And I am always blown away afterwards to discover that yet again, a woman who identifies women as the source of her pain also knows them to be the source of her healing. There is nothing like being loved on, supported by, seen by, welcomed by, championed by, held accountable by another woman. And when we say these things, let me be clear, I'm referring to a healthy, um, sincere, and secure friendship because we don't stand for any other kind, okay? So with that being said, as your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. I have a task or or rather exercise for guys, girls, and something for girls, girls. So to my guys, girls, you can probably offer without hesitation 100 reasons for not wanting to be friends with women. But I want to challenge you to think of three reasons that you could be friends with other women. What might you be missing out on by not by cutting yourself off from this audience. Because there are two sides of everything. So you might dismiss these kinds of friendships because of all the negative things that you associate with them. But what are the benefits that you can acknowledge that you might be missing by not engaging in that company? To my girls' girls, I want you to think about your general attitude toward guys' girls. Think about how you react to them, what you say, if you shun them or judge, and then ask yourself if any of that would make her want to explore friendships with women. The next time you hear her say, "Um, yeah, you know, I just can't be friends with girls. Instead of doing the classic eye roll that some of us do, I challenge you to ask her why. And when she gives you one of those reasons, ask, well, what's happened in your life to make you think that? Has that been true of everybody that you've met? Hmm, okay. Well, I, I don't have that same experience, but I hear you. Blow her mind, you know? Let's win her over. (laughs) Just trying to bring us both to the middle and heal the divide. That's the goal. Something to think about. 
So I want to know if this episode has changed anything about your perspective of either side, if at all, in any way. If it has, come tell me about it over on Instagram at friendforward or drop me a line on our website at betterfemalefriendships.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And until I do, you know that I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time.